Can I tell y'all, it's funny, some nights we walk into this place and we do the edge every week uh, and, and um, most every week unless they're afraid of an ice storm. But um, we, we come in this place and there are just some nights we walk in and the whole group just looks like, man, I just don't want to be here. I just and and I understand it's sometimes they, they don't feel that way, but sort of the whole mood of the group and as we as we even sang, I heard some of that change. It sort of switched over some. Um, but can I tell you, I, I I don't know what's what you think has has brought you here, but I I want you to hear this. Um, I am so glad that you're here tonight. I am so glad. And I think we get beat up. A lot of times in life and in school, and um, sometimes we just don't hear that enough. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I'm glad you are who you are. I'm glad that you are who God created you to be. Um, so feel welcome in this place. I hope that whenever you come here, and I know that we are all sinful, we all struggle, we all do wrong. And um, a lot of times there's some youth that come to, to youth group. I don't know specific names I'm going to call out or anything right now, or, and I wouldn't do that. But they don't act the same at school as they do here. And I apologize on behalf of them um, because we all sin, we all, we all struggle. That's not an excuse to go, well, God doesn't care, or they're fake, or churches. Man, I'm just glad that you come to this place. Tonight, let's pray, and we're going to start. We're going to um, do something. I'll explain it in a second. Dear God, I thank you for each one here. I really do. Um, many who've been here many times before, and some that it may be their first time here, Lord. And we welcome each one, and may they feel welcome. May they feel encouraged, Lord. I just ask that you'll speak to each one of us. Uh, and Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. Uh, I thank you for the forgiveness that you give. And Lord, may we always extend that out. Uh, that the for forgiveness you give to us, let us extend it out to everyone that we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This past week, we watched a video. Now let me explain a little bit about this video. If you weren't, if you're here, you were here last week. You're going to hear this this story again. Um, it, it, it'll be shorter. In 2007, I went to a youth conference. It's going to be led by a guy named David Platt. This is ringing a little bit. It's a little bit hot. And um, so David Platt was going to speak there. Awesome guy. Who who here has heard him speak? You've heard him speak if you're here a week ago. You, you heard him speak. Okay. Um, awesome guy, a man, a man of God who can teach the word well. And and so we were going to go see him. I took my my youth group there. It's before I came here. We went there. We found out that day that he wasn't in town. He wasn't going to be the speaker. We we're like, what? Because he was going to. Uh, Kiev, I believe, at the time to go adopt a son, and it was it occurred the day before, and so he had to fly fly out of town. So they had a DVD of him teaching that they were just going to show us on these big screens. There's 2,000, 3,000 kids there to watch DVD screens of this guy teach and, and, and preach. We had a, a live band, and then the, the band would get done, and it would put him on the screen. And it was he had done this for a few weeks before, so it was like he was at a youth comp conference. He just wasn't there. It was a DVD. And I remember going, are you kidding me? I paid 50 bucks a head to get my, my to see this guy, and we're going to watch a DVD of him on the screen. And it was fantastic. It was some of the best stuff I've ever heard taught before. Last week, 
at Chick-fil-A, and if, if you don't have anything to do, a lot of us go to Chick-fil-A after the edge and go to Chick-fil-A. And, um, and I was chatting at the end. I said, so what do y'all think of the video tonight? Because I, I, I don't want you to come in and go, dude, it was a video. It, it bored me to death. There's sometimes I like to teach you the word. I'm not near as good as this guy is. I like to teach it. I like to share it with you. Um, but there's sometimes I feel like... He can do he can do it a better in a way than I can't. So that's why we're sort of here tonight. I explained last week Star Wars, right? Who's seen it? A lot of people. Star Wars has a thread that goes through it, and the whole point of it is good versus evil. It is two two droids that are buddies and friends that have their minds wiped. One of them does, one does does not. But they're buddies throughout the thing, and they say the day like eighteen times. Or Star Wars would have ended a long time ago if R two hadn't, you know, whatever, right? Correct? But the, really, the, the, the true point of Star Wars is it's the redemptive story of a little boy who's a brat in the first, first, first movie, a punk you want to kick in the head, sort of, if you're an old Star Wars fan. Um, but he grows up, he gets mean, he kills younglings, he, um, but then he, he comes good in the very end because his son sees good in him and he redeems him and he saves his son's life, right? So that's the story. Sorry, Sarah. I, know you, I don't know if you've watched all the rest of them yet. Sorry, I just, you didn't hear anything. Uh, okay. Anyways, so that's the story of Star Wars. So we talked about the, what's what's the point of this book? This book is is good. It's about God saving man. It's it's about how we should live. Right? Is that true? Yeah, it is true. Well, what's the main thread that we learned last week? That's in this book. This book is t- t- teaches us all about what. Gospel? Who? The gospel? The, the gospel? Yes. But more God, right? It, it, it's all about God. It's, it's all about God's name. It's about God being blessed. Why do we study the Word of God? I don't want you to, to study and read just so that you can be a better human being on this earth. I want you to do it so that you can make the name of God great wherever you go and you can spread it and you can teach and you can share and you can speak. It's about making the name of God great. So we're going to watch the last 20 minutes of that video. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't see the end of it. I just clipped it. And there's going to be about a minute left on it. If you pull this sheet that's got this on it, flip it over, and it's got some things to fill in and follow for tonight. And um, in the Bible, we're going to be in two, he's going to be in two spots, and if you've got yours, make sure you turn there. First place will be in Nehemiah 8, Nehemiah chapter 8. And then he'll be in Psalm 119. Yours is blank. Here, I will save you. Wow, how would one get blank? You're the grand prize winner. You want a new card. So, it's on page 403. If you've got a Bible like this, if not, it might be on 403, but maybe not. Okay. Without further ado, we're going to put this on. Have you got it on? Give me a second. Go ahead and hit stop for a second. Okay. Hit play again. How could anyone of us in this room be so bold or so arrogant? to think that we are at the center of God's universe. You 
are not at the center of God's universe. I am not at the center of God's universe. God is at the center of his universe. This whole thing revolves around him. This whole book revolves around him. So you're thinking, well, isn't that selfish of God? And that's a good question. We know Scripture teaches love does not seek its own. But think about it this way. Don't miss it. If God really is infinitely loving, which He is, if He is infinitely good and all that is love is summed up in God, then what is the greatest way He could show His love to you and to me by giving us what? Giving us Himself and enjoyment in Himself. I give you a picture of why He has given us the Word. He has given us the Word to show us His glory. This book is about Him so that we can enjoy Him and experience total satisfaction. And that's why there's teenagers on the other side of the world who are sitting on little stools for 12 hours a day because they know this. Think about it. Even just one example. You don't have to turn there just for the sake of time. You get over to Genesis chapter 39. A guy named Joseph. Remember the story of, of Joseph and Potiphar's wife? Joseph finds himself in a really difficult position. She basically frames him for doing something that he didn't do. He runs, he flees, and he ends up getting thrown in prison where he meets some really strange characters and he interprets some dreams. And finally, years later, he gets out of prison. Now that's a story that many times, if we go to it and we're thinking, this is a story about us, then we immediately begin to look for practical things that we can learn from Joseph's life. And so we study Genesis chapter 39 and we come together in a youth conference and we say, well, this, this passage is about how you need to be pure. So go out and be pure and resist temptation and run from temptation. That's what this passage is for us. That's one practical application we might could get. Other practical lessons we might learn from Joseph? Maybe uh, be careful who you tell your dreams to. It may get you in trouble. Maybe we could learn, uh, it'd be good to get some business experience before you get thrown in jail. It'll help you get out quicker. There's some other practical lessons we can learn from Joseph. However, when you study that passage, there is one phrase that's mentioned four different times. Verse 2, verse 3, verse 21, verse 23. Four different times the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. That's the testimony of Joseph throughout the rest of Scripture. Acts chapter 7, when Stephen's referring to Joseph, he says in Acts chapter 7, verse 9, the Lord was with Joseph. The whole point of Genesis chapter 39 is the fact not that Joseph did this or this or this right. The whole point is that God was with Joseph. Now I want you to think about how huge this is. Instead of me standing before you from Genesis chapter 39 and telling you now, go out and be pure, go out and resist temptation, run from temptation, now go do it. Wouldn't it be better for you to hear that when you face temptation this week, when you face temptation from this world, I want to remind you that the God of the universe who has power over sin, has power over death, has power over the grave, and every single temptation you will face this week, that God has promised to be with you every step you take. He is right there with you, empowering you. And it's good to know from Genesis chapter 39 that when Joseph's things, things were going great in Joseph's life, God was with him. And when things were in the pits in Joseph's life, God was with him. Isn't it good to know that when things are going great in our lives, the God of the universe is with us? But isn't it also good to know that when you walk in to your home and mom and dad are fighting and a year later you haven't seen your dad in six months and you don't know where to turn and you're completely confused, isn't it good to know that the God of the universe is still with you? And he is right there with you. And he's not left you. He has not forsaken you. Now that's the picture we have in the Word. If that's what we've got... 
And we've got it all throughout the Word. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. God speaks His Word and the whole earth is created. When Jesus speaks in Mark chapter 4, the seas are calmed. When Jesus speaks, demons are cast out. When Jesus speaks, sins are forgiven. When Jesus speaks, the blind receive sight. When Jesus speaks His Word, the dead are raised to life. When Jesus speaks His Word, people are saved for eternal life. Now if we've got that in this Word, why would we want to tell jokes and hear stories? If we don't see His glory in the Word, where will we see it? In your DVDs? On television? On the Internet? I am praying. God would raise up a generation of students that goes to church and camps and conferences and says we don't want to hear the stories and the jokes. We don't want to be entertained. We want to see your glory in the Word, God. I'm convinced if we can get there that we will find that it is infinitely more pleasing than anything man could ever say to us. Students, do you want to see His glory? Get to know the Word. And that's exactly what happened in Nehemiah chapter 8. Go back with me there. You've got to see what they did next. I want you to look at this and then we'll close out. Look at Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 4. I want you to get this picture. This picture is, is huge. There they are. They're standing for six to eight hours just listening to it being read. Listen to what it says in verse 4. It says, Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform built for the occasion. So he comes up this high wooden platform. Beside him on his right stood a bunch of guys that we can't pronounce their names. Verse 5, Ezra opened the book. All the people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Do you catch this? This dude named Ezra comes up. There's a wooden platform there. He stands up on it. All he does, all he does is open the book up. And as soon as he opens it, what do they do? They all stand up. Everybody stands up. All they did was open it. They start raising their hands. Then they fall down with their faces to the ground and they're shouting out, Amen, Amen. All of this just because he opened the book. Now, fast forward a few thousand years to our day today. Let me ask you a question, students. These pictures of people standing and lifting their hands and shouting out and maybe even a little extreme bowing down with their faces to the ground. When do we normally do those kind of things in our worship? With music, right? Someone gets up and strums a chord on the guitar. All of a sudden, we're up. Or maybe even start raising our hands. 
We start to sing or shout out. And then if we're really extreme, we bow down with our faces to the ground. The question I want to ask is, what if we were a generation that all it took was God's word to get us to respond like that? What if it didn't take music? What if it took his word and that was enough? What they knew, and if you turn over in your outline to the next page, I told you we're going to fly over a couple of these things. They knew that God's word was the foundation of their worship. And what you do is you look back throughout Scripture as well as church history. And over the last 2,000 years, you'll see that there have been times in history when God has moved in amazing, radical transforming ways, unusual ways among his people. They've been called many times times of awakening or revival. And during those times, the unifying factor, whether it's in Nehemiah chapter 8, or whether it's in other times like this we've seen in church history, the unifying factor is a people who, who got a renewed respect and reverence and awe and fear for God's word. And so the question I want to ask this morning is this. What would happen if we were a generation of students that stood in awe of God's Word? That it evoked reverence and respect and honor and awe trembling in us just by His Word. So much that we stood in awe of it. Let me let me close this morning by doing something a little different. Something that I am uh, hesitant to do on a variety of different levels. But I want us to see a picture of the Word. I was at a conference, just like you're sitting at, years ago. And uh, there was a guy who did something similar to what I want to do this morning. And it... It transformed my walk with Christ. It challenged me in a way that I'd never been challenged before. It challenged me in a way that still challenges me to this day when it comes to the glory of God and the Word. And so I want to I do something a little different. I want you to turn me over to Psalm 119. Psalm is right in the middle of your Bible. Psalm chapter 119 is the... Longest psalm it uh, is actually divided up into different different areas. There are all um, different sections. Each of them is based on the Hebrew alphabet. So it starts at the very beginning of the Hebrew alphabet, and then it goes to the end. And each section corresponds to a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. I want us to to see to hear the power of the word. And pray that God would make us a generation of students that stands in awe of it. It starts with Aleph. And it says, Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who keep His statutes and seek Him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong. They walk in His ways. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. All that my ways were steadfast, so obeying your decrees. And I will not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. 
Babe, how can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Skim will do good to your servant, I will live. I will obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. You rebuke the arrogant who are cursed and who stray from your commands. Remove from me scorn and contempt, for I keep your statutes. The rulers sit together and slander me. Your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. God, I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. I recounted my ways and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. Let me understand the teaching of your precepts. Then I will meditate on your wonders. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me through your law. I have chosen the way of truth. I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, O Lord. Do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. Hey, teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees, and I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding, and I will keep your law, and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find the light. Turn my heart toward your statutes, and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace I dread, for your laws are good. How long for your precepts preserve my life and your righteousness. Bob, may your unfailing love come to me, your salvation according to your promise. Then I will answer the one who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Do not snatch the word of truth from my mouth, for I put my hope in your law. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. I will speak of your statutes before kings, because I love them. For I delight in them, because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands, because I love them and I meditate on your decrees. Zion, remember your word to your servant for you have given me hope. My comfort and my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. The arrogant mock me without restraint but I do not turn from your law. I remember your ancient laws, O Lord, and I find comfort in them. Indignation grips me because of the wicked who have forsaken your law. Your decrees are the theme of my song wherever I lodge. In the night I remember your name, O Lord, and I will keep your law. This is my practice. I obey your precepts. Hey, you are my portion, O Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. The wicked bind me with ropes, but I do not turn from your law. At midnight I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. I am a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. The earth is filled with your love, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. Take do good to your servant according to your word, O Lord. Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I believe in your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I keep your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are callous and unfeeling, but I delight in your law. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousands, thousands, thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Yod, your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. When they see me, for I put my hope in your word. 
May those who fear you rejoice in this new fact with my hope in your word. I know, O oh Lord, that your laws are righteous and in faithfulness you have afflicted me. May your understanding love be my comfort according to your promise to your servant. Let your compassion come to me that I may live and for your law is my delight. May the arrogant be put to shame for wronging me without cause. But I will meditate on your precepts. May those who fear you turn to me, those who understand your statutes. May my heart be blameless toward your decrees that I may not be put to shame. Cause my soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I put my hope in your word. My eyes fail looking for your promise. I say, when will you comfort me? Though I'm like a wineskin and the smoke, I do not forget your decrees. How long must your servant wait? When will you punish my persecutors? The arrogant did pitfalls for me, contrary to your law. All your commands are trustworthy. Help me from him. Persecute me without cause. They almost wipe me from the earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. Preserve my life according to your love, and I will obey the statutes of your mouth. Lamed, your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You established the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day. For all things serve you. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have preserved my life. Save me, for I am yours. I have sought out your precepts. The wicked are waiting to destroy you, but I will ponder your statutes. To all perfection I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. Name, oh how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path, so that I will obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. Noon, your word is a lamp to my feet, and a light for my path. I have taken a note to confirm it, that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept, O Lord, the willing praise of my mouth, and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in your, my hands, I will not forget your laws. The wicked have, the wicked have set a snare for me. I, do not, I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. Psalmic, I hate devil-minded men, but I love your law. You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. Away from me, you evildoers, that I may keep the commands of God. Sustain me according to your promise and I will live. I will obey. Do not let my hopes be dashed. Uphold me and I will be delivered. I will always have regard for your decrees. You reject all who stray from your decrees, for their deceitfulness is in vain. All the wicked of the earth you discard like, like dross. Therefore, I love your statutes. My flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. I am. I have done what is righteous and just. Do not leave me to my oppressors. And sure, your servants well-being. Let not the arrogant oppress me. My eyes fail looking for your, for your salvation, looking for your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your love and teach me your decrees. I am your servant. Give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. It's time for you to act, O Lord, for your law is being broken. Because I love your commands more than gold, more than pure gold, and because I consider all your precepts right, I hate every wrong path. Pay, your statutes are wonderful. Therefore I obey them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant, longing for your commands. Turn to me and have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Redeem me from the oppression of men, so that I may obey your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your decrees. Streams of tears flow from my eyes, for your law is not obeyed. Sade, righteous are you, Lord. And your laws are right. The statutes you have laid down are righteous. They are fully trustworthy.
My zeal wears wears me out, for my enemies ignore your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested, and your servant loves them. Though I am lowly and despised, I do not forget your precepts. All your your righteousness is everlasting, and your law is true. Trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands are my delight. Your statutes are forever right. Give me understanding that I may live. Cough, I call with all my heart. Answer me, O Lord, and I will obey your decrees. I call out to you, save me, and I will meditate on your statutes. I rise before dawn and cry for help, for I put my hope in your word. My eyes stay open to the watches of the night so that I can meditate on your promises. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Preserve my life according to your laws. Those who devise wicked schemes are near, but they are far from your law. Yet you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. Grace. Look upon my suffering and deliver me, for I have not forgotten your law. Defend my cause and redeem me. Preserve my life according to your promise. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek out your decrees. Your compassion is great, O Lord. Preserve my life according to your laws. Many are the foes who persecute me, but I have not turned from your statutes. I look on the faithless with loathing, for they do not obey your words. See how I love your precepts. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your love. All your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. Seen and sheen. Rulers persecute me without cause. But my heart trembles at your word. I rejoice in your promise like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. Great peace have they who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. I wait for your salvation, O Lord, and I follow your commands. I obey your precepts, for I love them greatly. I obey your precepts and your statutes, for all my ways are known to you. Tav, and may this be the cry, the prayer of us as a generation. May our cry come before you, O Lord. Give us understanding according to your word. May our supplication come before you. Deliver us according to your promise. May our lips overflow with praise, for you teach us your decrees. May our tongues sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. And may your hand be ready to help us, for we have chosen your precepts. We long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is our delight. Let us live that we may praise you. And may your laws sustain us. God, forgive us. We have strayed like lost sheep. We have ignored your voice. We have exalted our greatness. We have strayed like lost sheep. Seek your servants. For we say today that we will not forget your commands. something like that, that on a number of different levels, and I know my motives may be questioned, but I just believe the word is good, and I'm praying God would raise up a generation of students that believes the word is good, and longs for it, and loves it, sees the glory of God, and before any, any one of you in this room begins to think, well, that that was great. I remind you of the opening video last night of our Muslim friends that younger than all of us in this room have memorized the entire Quran. Before you even begin to think in your mind, I, I couldn't memorize like that. I couldn't do that. I want to remind you The grace of Almighty God is in you to enable you to know His Word. 
He desires for you to know His Word. The question is not, can you memorize His Word like that? The question is, will we turn off our TVs and the Internet and our PlayStations and get into the Word? But we long for this more than we long for the things of the world. That's the question that we all face in this room. Is this word going to be supreme? Because if it is, I guarantee you we can memorize it. And I guarantee you it can become a living and active part of our lives. The question is, is it going to be supreme? God, may it be so. Is this thing on? Yeah. Is that, um, some of you may be going, did you just have us sit through and and hear a guy just quote Psalm 119, just, just like we could have read that on our own? Would you have read it on your own? Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's amazing when he speaks it, how it comes alive in so many ways. It's just like he's teaching and preaching and speaking from his heart and truth. And uh, he didn't do that to show off. He did that to show you the power of the Word. And the whole point of last week and this week is, are we in, are we in awe of God's Word? Does it affect us? Does it change us? Do we go, man, I, I want to know that more. Because there are things in this world that are going to scream at you, shout at you, tug at you, claw at you, rip at you to do other than spend time in this. And man, this is an amazing book. And it's, what's amazing about it is it, it's the Word of God. It talks about the glory of God. And so many of us, I think, man, I want to be that guy. I want to be it. But you know what? In order to be it, you've got to do it. You've got to get in the Word. This part of what we've shown in the past two weeks, it's been partly for our high school group to go, man, if you can be a part of small groups, be a part of it, because we're just going to be getting in the Word every week. And you getting on the Word on your own, and we're going to talk about it and get in the Word more and learn how to do it. Because I want you, above all else, to be in awe of God's Word and be in awe of God. When you are in awe of His Word and awe of Him, it will radically change your life. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight chance to watch a video for part of our time and hear me and just speak your word and Lord may we be in awe of it may we be in such awe of it that we lay things that grip us down and that we um, make spending time with you and reading your word of the utmost importance that we fight we fight to know your word we fight to memorize your word we fight to talk about your word we fight to live out your word Lord, we just want to want to be all about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.